Welcome to the Alliance Experience Podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Welcome back to the Alliance Experience Podcast. And I feel like it's a really big welcome back because A, I haven't podcasted for months. I'm looking at producer Charlie, who's looking at me because it's just me, Kelly, in here on my own today because Sam is just being the queen and running the department. So I have put a challenge to myself to just get it done. And Charlie's always hassling me to do it. And I'm always like, do I want to sound like a crazy person who talks to herself on a podcast for 20 or 30 minutes? Apparently today I do. So it's back, guys. I'm back. Thank you for those that do listen to our podcast. Shout out to my dad because Ian, love you. He has been hassling me and asking me where the podcast has been and why haven't I been recording. And yep, so here we are. So today I thought it might be good to talk about really what's been going on. So why, it's not so much why we haven't been podcasting, just why it hasn't been like front of mind and what's been going on in the market, in our office. Basically just like trying to slow down and wrap up the year while it hasn't really been slowing down. And I'm sure everybody that knows what's going on in the rental market in Perth knows that it's definitely not slowing down. So first things first, what's been happening in the office? We are still busy as always. So I think we're at 14 property managers now. Um, And then obviously I've got Charlie and then we've got our admin, Ariana and Jeff. So we've got a big team. We had our Christmas party last week and you look around at like just the property management division and there is a lot of people. Like hats off to Sam for dealing with everybody because there is a lot of emotions and probably hormones that she would cop on a daily basis. Um, But in saying that, we have bought another rent roll. So I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say this. I'm sort of looking at Charlie. Would I be allowed to say this? I don't know. Well, I just won't mention who we've bought, but we've purchased 200 properties that are settling on the 1st of December. So that means that Jodie, who came across initially from Benchmark to cover Chloe's rent roll, took some time off to travel and now she came back and now she is going to be managing a rent roll and then the rest of the properties will be split up to the girls. Um, Basically, everyone should be sitting at 100 to 120 properties after this. So it is very good. We're very exciting. Um, And it's really good because where we've purchased is really around our office. So it means like when there's relets or new managements, there's just more for rent signs up in our core suburbs really and it's a really good business that we've purchased so we expect you know the properties to obviously be clean and it to be a nice smooth transition but I love that they chose to do that and then settle like three weeks before Christmas no stress there I'm sure Sam's really calm about all of that and then I think that's really the update within our office obviously sales is busy and admin's busy as always but really property management is just chugging along Um, let's talk about the market because I honestly feel like I could do a podcast every week about purely just the rental market, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing and how I'm finding it out there. Obviously, I am the new client service manager here. So I am the first point of contact for anyone potentially thinking of renting their house out or having any rental questions. So for me, I'm dealing and talking to people on a regular basis occasion, like every day, all day, um, about what they're looking for, why they're looking for a property manager, if they're changing, if they're currently with someone or just 
even just to talk about fees. And I think that's been my biggest sticking point within the last probably three to four months is just fees. Like there's so many companies out there that obviously manage properties. There's property management only companies. There's real estate companies that obviously have a property management division and people are just dropping their pants on fees. Like I've been in real estate a very long time and I don't think I've seen such stupidly priced fees as I have in these last few months. Like I was talking to a client yesterday They've purchased through us, lovely person, really nice. I reckon would be a dream landlord, no issues. They've been offered 8% all-inclusive. That's it. I know. I'm looking at Charlie for like, look at me like, wow. That is so cheap. And when we say all-inclusive, obviously that's inclusive of GST, but that's inclusive of every fee. Like this company who's offered that to him isn't charging a leasing fee, isn't charging advertising. That is every single fee for 8% and that's it. So it's pretty hard to go up against that. And I find that unless you want to match whatever they're offered elsewhere, they're just not interested. Like I said to this gentleman, you know, have you got any room to move? Would you meet me halfway? Like if I was at this percent, could you come up a bit? And he was like, no, like unless you're going to match this management fee. I'm just going to go with the cheaper option. And I know, you know, obviously there's all those arguments on service and what we do differently, but at the end of the day, cost of living, everyone wants to save money where they can. And, you know, I'm sure this agent who's offered them this all-inclusive believes that they do give good service. So for the client, they're going to be like, well, why not? Like, that's fine. Let's go for it. Charlie just throwing in there, which I love, which is 100% right. Just because it's cheapest fee, it doesn't mean it's, it's the best service, which we know. But like both Charlie and I are really passionate, obviously, about our fees and the service we provide. Um, so yeah, so it's a little bit of fee chat, but let's talk about rental amounts, what I'm seeing. It's just crazy. So I've been appraising properties, obviously, regularly. And one of my questions that I always ask owners, which I've probably said on this podcast before, is did you have a figure in mind? Did you have a figure you wanted to achieve? Did you have a like a hopeful figure to try and see where the client's sitting and thinking based on the rental figure? And a lot of the time, well, back in the day, people would be like, oh, no, no idea. You know, you tell us. Whereas now, everyone's got these like massive figures because either, you know, they've heard their friends got this for a house or they have worked out their mortgage and what their repayments need to be. And they're basing these figures that they're coming up with on more so I reckon what suits them as opposed to what's really relative in the market. However, I look like a fool (laughs) because I will always give an owner the opportunity to price their property for the first time open. So if somebody came along and I said your house is worth six hundred, and the owner wanted seven fifty, I will do the seven fifty for one home open. I like from there. Obviously, we'll have our game plan to reduce accordingly, but we'll do the one home open at their price. And sometimes they're leasing. <laughs> like I'm laughing because it blows my mind. Like we had a beautiful home in Karanup that was a referral of mine. And I priced it at $1,200 per week, which is what I thought was fair and reasonable in the current market. They had other agents in. Other agents said $1,500. Owner then decided he wanted to try for the $1,500, even though he was happy with my initial $1,200 per week quote. 
So we tri- tried for the 1500 didn't lease, and then the property manager dropped it to 1350 So it was a good drop straight away, like just got it moving. Ended up somebody offered 1400 So still got $200 a week more than my initial price. So I'm finding it really, really difficult when people are like, oh, what are you thinking? Because I always want to give a figure where people can actually base their financial situation on my figure. And there's nothing worse that if I had said to this client, oh, yep, you know, you'll definitely get $1,500 a week and he's made all his decisions based on that and then it gets $1,200. So I think it's really hard as well in winning business when I might not be telling them what they want to hear. So trying to keep them within, you know, the realms of why they should use us even though I'm giving them information they probably don't want to have. But it's across the board. Like I know the girls, whenever they have properties at the moment, they're all seeing really, really good numbers of people's of people come through their home opens and they're still getting people offer over and above. Like Jane was saying this morning, she had one in Edgewater where I think it was on at 620, I think from memory, and somebody offered 700. Somebody else offered 640 and the owner liked the 640 couple better, I believe. Um, so obviously went with that. But that's still, like that was I think a three by one or something in Edgewater. It's honestly just crazy. So I think... The most interesting part is that everyone's sort of looking to blame people. Oh, you know, my property manager or my real estate, this and that. The tenants are doing it to themselves. Kira and I were having a conversation on Friday last week about a house in Heathridge that we just leased. So it had a really big home open. It was the one that you went out. I won't say addresses, but you know the house I'm talking about. We I priced it at seven. Owner wanted to go on at 800 per week. And like the owner is gorgeous. One of the nicest owners I've probably had in a long time. And she was like, I know it's cheeky. Like, let's just try and see how we go. And I was like, oh, look, absolutely. Like we can always come down. We can't go up if that makes sense. So we put, I put it on and the photos obviously looked really good of the house. And we had, I think 51 people registered to view. Like that's huge. That's so when we say registered to view, that means that people have basically put in their information. So when a home open is scheduled, they will be attending. And then obviously on the day they get reminded and things like that. But in the scheme of this, when you're telling the owner, you can say 51 people so far are registered to attend the home open on the day. Home open came and I think you guys had 36 around there. And then there ended up being applications up to $900 a week. So like Kira and I were saying that it's actually the tenants that are pushing the price up, but it's sad because they're pushing up because of desperation. So they can say, oh, you know, the agents are pricing like this, like that. If, you know, the house next door to these guys heard that they were offered 900, of course they're going to put their house on the market because it's not worth what people are paying. And at some point it's all going to hit the fan basically and change and people aren't going to be able to afford afford to pay the rent or pay the mortgages because they've based it on the, all these massive figures. So I'm really trying to, I guess, just educate people on around the fact that this won't last forever. Like I do think Perth will, you know, keep growing and doing well, but at some point these rents are not going to be sustainable. And what people are paying for small houses in suburbs that used to be cheap as chips is just wild. So um, that's a lot of what we're seeing. Like we're seeing a lot of the actual tenants pushing up. And on that also, the owners didn't take the 900. They took somebody at like 820 because that was a really good tenant. So the highest rent won't always get you the house, but it's just good to keep in mind that there are people that are still offering well above what the house is worth. Um, 
And then, yeah, home opens are still really busy. Like I did a home open for one of Mel's properties in Clarkson on a Saturday. Was happy to do it, but it's not for me. (laughs) I feel like I sometimes am so out of touch. So when I did this home open, I got there. I had to do a final inspection first for the client and I was like looking through, doing my thing and the home open was like 11 and this was 10.30 and people got out of their car to walk in and I was like, oh, no, like I've got to do a final first. The home open's not till 11. And they were like, oh, okay. So then I went and did my thing and then at like 10 to 11, I was like, oh, just come through, I'm finished now. And then they just start like everyone's got a sob story and like I'm a, I try not to show it, but like I'm a softie. So like these people are walking through and I'm just like, oh, what have I got coming up? Like, how could I help you? And it's just really interesting because that home open, you know, they're 15 minute home opens, whatever. But I would have been there for maybe like 45 minutes and I've left thinking, oh, 18 people came, everyone's going to apply, everyone's got a sob story, I don't know how we're going to do it. And I think Mel only got like four applications. So I just don't know why people are going in like making out like they like something and then not bothering or which I kept saying to everybody on the day don't be put off by how many people you see because obviously 18 groups of people have come through this home open where we only got four applications so obviously end up leasing to a lovely lady I think on her own um but yeah it's just wild that when you're in the field seeing that, that there are actually so many people desperate for properties and, you know, in situations that aren't, like one of them, the guy was renting, he'd been there for like eight years and the owner was selling and he'd been given notice so he's got like two weeks to get out and I was like, oh. But it does make me wonder, which is going to sound really bad, if like they've always been good tenants or like they've taken the piss for a while and then coasted along and maybe been a bit late on their rent or been a bit bad on inspections and now it's all sort of catching up to them. Because I feel like surely with how many people are looking, something's got to give. Like I can't comment on the homelessness stuff. I know Ash Goodchild has spoken about that many of the times. But like at the end of the day, there is all reasons, I'm sure, pertaining to why they are in that situation and have gotten to that situation. So I think that it's a really good time now for tenants to remember that the market can turn, yes, but you have to be a good tenant. You have to pay your rent. You have to do good inspections because at some point it may bite you in the bum and you might go, oh, that time where I you know, left vacated a house really badly is now biting me in the bum because like the market's so tough. So I think that's really important when, you know, talking to tenants, I guess, about what's happening in the market. And then just talking to landlords, like in general, just don't be overcapital. Just don't be buying a house based on this rent being forever. Like I said this to a client today, actually, I had a really good chat to one of Chris Wilcox's clients and he's just bought a house in Clarkson. Like it's a big block, 700 square meter, original Clarkson house, not the worst house, not the best house. And he was like, oh, you know, what do you think I should do? Like rent-wise, should I paint, floor, kitchen, bathrooms, blah, blah. And I said to him, look, to be honest with you, if you put that house to market now, it would rent maybe like 5 to 5.30 per week as is. Obviously, it needs a clean, but other than that, that. When the market turns, you're better off having something in your back pocket to do to then get your rent back. So I was like, you know, if the market shifts, people are then going to be fussier on properties. So if you then keep fresh paint, fresh floor, new kitchen, 
until the market shifts. Then you've got that obviously in your back pocket so you can achieve that rent again, you know, even though you have to put some money into it. But you've got something for when it does change. And he was like, oh, that's such a good idea. But I just feel like that is going to change and people are doing all this stuff now to get this massive money and then what are they going to do when it changes? They're just going to take the drop or they're going to sell and the market's going to change. It's just, it's really hard to predict. And I know, you know, we all watch the news and we see all these grants and different things coming out to us, but you can't ever predict really what's going to happen. And I think everyone in this office would have a different opinion on where the market's going and what's happening and what they see. But I do think that at some point this crazy market's got to stop. Like I just, I don't know. But look, it's great obviously for us and our workload and, you know, us keeping our jobs. But I just hope that everyone's coping okay because like it's a stressful time. Look at me just preaching to the people. (laughs) But it is like Christmas coming up, cost of living. I know myself, I was talking to Ash thinking, I don't even know what to get the kids. I've got everything and I don't want to just blow money away. Charlie's going to Bali tomorrow, so she's leaving me. It's her birthday, so, you know, happy birthday, Charlie. But, yeah, I think there's so much going on that people are just stressed across the board. And, yeah, this has just been me talking. I feel like people just love to hear the sound of my voice or they just don't really have a choice. But, no, we do need to obviously get back into doing this regularly. And I know, you know, Sam and I, like I said, with our new acquisition, Sam's been handling a lot of that. She's very good on meeting clients face-to-face, making sure they're comfortable with the change. And then I've just been busy. Like we had a huge October, like honestly massive. So for us, it's just been dealing with, you know, new clients, making sure the properties are going to be ready to go before Christmas and really just getting everything leased before Christmas. Like we shut down from the 23rd until the, th- no, 22nd. We shut down on the 22nd until the 3rd of Jan. So like I'll take calls and stuff, but we won't be putting properties online or doing home opens and stuff like that. So realistically, there's only probably like a month left to get it sorted. And then it's 2024. We've got big plans for 2024. Our division with Charlie and I, um, new managements, we've got huge plans. We're doing more videos. We've got all our newsletters coming out. Charlie is just handling it all and I'm just sort of coasting along. But um, no, look, any feedback that you guys want, hopefully Sam and I to talk about. I'm saying hopefully to Sam so she's back in this room with me. Um, But yeah, just to get it back in your ears, I can have some of the girls come in and talk about how they work. If you guys want to hear from our sales reps for what's been happening in the sales market, I just personally think it's really handy to hear from someone that's living it day to day as opposed to reading it, you know, in a widespread news because obviously that's the whole of WA verse. This is what's happening for us and around here. That is enough of my voice and me and me looking at Charlie wishing she did this podcast with me, but she did not. So I'm going to go. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you hopefully. Well, I won't see you, but you can have me back in your ears next week. Fingers crossed. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance Experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.